It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Is my microphone working? It is. Hello, everyone. My name is Pat Benson, and I'm here to tell you about my new show, Crossed Wires. It's for music lovers, but especially those who are into the tech side of things. Join me as I talk about guitars, electronic instruments and equipment, and conduct gear demonstrations as well as interviews with artists going through their creative process. My first episode, 10 Years is a Decade, is out now. Join in as I try to unravel a mystery that has swept the gear community. It's known as the 10 Years Pedal, and I demonstrate it on a guitar, bass, synthesizer, and a drum machine. I even get the help of some of my friends in The Strokes, Paramore, and Josh Scott of GHS Pedals, to try to get to the bottom of who makes this elusive pedal. To listen and subscribe to the show, head on over to nsradio slash crosswires. That's nsrad.io slash crossed wires. All right, that's it. That's what my show's about. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Metalcore Nerds, the podcast that combines heavy music and pop culture, where each week I have a guest from the podcasting or heavy music community, and we talk about the latest and greatest entertainment. I'm your host, Sean Mott, and this week we're going the upside down. We're talking about Stranger Things Season 4. Spoilers beware. We're going to get to that in our main topic, but I have my friend Scott K from the Church of Tarantino podcast. What's going on, man? Well, thank you for having me on. I'm super excited about this. You know, I mean, for those of you who are going to be able to see the uh, video portion clip, you get to see the most metal murder basement that I record from. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this may be part of the upside. I have, think I have a, a gateway to the upside down right behind me. You might, honestly. Yeah, it definitely looks like it, it could be in a, a horror movie. 100%. <laughs> Reminds me a little of X, a little less X than than X. But I think you get my reference there. Absolutely. <laughs> Before we get into how everything breaks down in the episode, tell the people a little about your podcast, the Church of Tarantino podcast, which my wife was a guest on that's coming out soon correct yes it'll be out probably a couple weeks yeah uh yeah cool. two three weeks from now yeah she's in the first week of august first friday of august she will be on perfect and then i'll be on in a few months after that right? <laughs> yes, in about two months yes yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. but in september it'll be on yeah 
not used to recording so far in advance with things. So that, that messes up my timeline. I'm like, I have to, <laughs> mine's so on top of what's going on currently. It's like everything happens that week. So yes, it's, I've, it's, it's weird fair, to be yes. like, I recorded something and then months from later, it's going to be out there, you know? <laughs> but yes, tell the people about your podcast. Oh, yes. So my podcast is called The Church of Tarantino. I started it up in January. Uh, Originally, how you and I kind of came into orbit together was uh, a person who's a friend of your show, um, Mr. Matt LaPlante. Him and I worked together at a uh, fruit stand is what we'll call it. We'll call it the fruit stand just to keep uh, you and me from being (laughs) sued. Um, But yeah, we worked there and we met and we we're big fans of movies and stuff. So we started a podcast together about two and a half years ago. It was originally called the, um, nobody puts Nick in a, uh, in a cage and it was a Nick cage podcast. We thought, Oh, no one's doing a Nick cage podcast. Boy, were we wrong. Uh, we did about <laughs> six months of it and we found out there's like hundreds of them out there. So we jumped on and did a movie, um, recommendation podcast called watch us or die, which lasted over a year. And then in November, Matt, uh, he was his family was growing. My family has stopped growing, so they're older. His is younger, so he was didn't have the time to keep it going. So, I've always wanted to do Tarantino. He's my favorite director of all time. I thought there's a thousand. There's got to be a thousand Tarantino podcasts out there. Right. I did research. There wasn't a single one currently going. I'm not talking about you know Tarantino being on a podcast. I'm talking about talking about Tarantino. So, I. Just dove in. I was like, this is it. This is what I've always wanted to do. We wanted to do it originally. We just didn't research because we just assumed there's got to be at least 50 to 60 podcasts at the right, top of right, Tarantino. Yeah. And the fact that there isn't, not that there won't be, you know, after behind me or anything like that, but as of currently still, I'm the only person out there doing a basically Nuts. bi-monthly podcast devoted to Tarantino, going through it chronologically. So we started in January with Reservoir Dogs. And as we're in this month now in July, we are in Kill Bill. We're in Kill Bill territory. Right? That's awesome. Yeah, that is crazy that there's no other ones besides yours. That's nuts. It blew me away. Now, a lot of the people have done them, but they've done like nine straight episodes of just the ones he directed. And that's it. They all oh. do like a little quick one-off and that's it. And they, and they move away from it. They don't ever go back. So I like to, well, those who decide to listen, you'll see I definitely go a lot deeper and uh, we yeah. spend a lot of time on it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. As if you love Tarantino and you want to learn some more <laughs> shit about these movies, listen to this podcast because it is nuts. And especially uh, Sam's going to be on the Death Proof episode. And yes. if you know my knowledge of the MCU, her knowledge of Death Proof rivals or is more than what I know about the MCU. It is. I watched it for the first time with her like a month ago. And like the info she was spouting off, I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is how Metalcore Nerds breaks down. We talk about the news, latest and greatest in pop culture. Then we go into our now watching section where we talk about what we watched in theaters or on streaming, give our recommendations, maybe our not recommendations. And then we go into our main topic, which our main topic again today is Stranger Things season four. But first off, we start every show with the Metalcore Nerds song of the week. And this week's song is the latest single from Albany's own close to us in upstate new york this is somewhere to call home featuring victims this is the song void i don't know where to 
where to start I guess I'm sick of always feeling like I've come so far What's it like to be happy or be someone else? At this point it's getting darker, I can't see myself In this dark room, this is lifeless And it's getting hard to live without a purpose Again, that was Somewhere to Call Home with their latest single, Void. You can check that out on Spotify or anywhere you can find music. And if you want to listen to that and all the my latest favorite songs, you go to the Metalcore Nerds Pullist Spotify playlist. You just search that, find out all my favorite songs from the past few months or so. But let's get into the news. I usually don't like to shit on trailers. Like oh, ever. <laughs> like ever. Okay. I'm so glad you started it that way. I was like, he's not going to bring me ever on again. He's like, who's this curmudgeon they brought on? Feel please I lead, think lead everyone is probably going. on the same page as us. I, I don't like shooting on trailers. I like to see how the movie plays out. And sometimes if a trailer doesn't get me stoked, if it's a movie I'm going to go see, I'm going to go see it. It doesn't matter. Rob Zombie's The Munsters. He's remaking The Munsters. And 
I'm going to be honest too. I do not have an affinity to the monsters in general at all. So I have, I had no care about this anyway, going, going into it. It would be a thing if Sam's like, let's go see it. I'd probably be like, yeah, but after this trailer, I don't really know if I want to go see it. Cause I, it looks pretty fucking bad. Like just being honest, like it does not look good. I understand the monsters is very campy, but this just looks cheap. Please note the budget for this movie was $39 million. I think Rob. I think Rob Zombie owed him yeah. to back taxes or something like that. I think yeah. he pocketed quite a bit of that fucking money. Yeah, <laughs> Christian Harloff made the most amazing joke on his podcast, saying it looks like he spent a million. Maybe you should go check Rob Zombie's bank account and see if it's thirty-eight million dollars <laughs> more than than what it used to be. Because I don't, I don't know, man. What did you think I, about I, this trailer? Because I don't, I don't understand what happened in this. I don't get it. <laughs> it looked like a bad fan-made fan film not a good one you know like, yes. like one you'd be like yes. oh and you know like your cousin's like hey i just made a movie right and like, oh. yeah <laughs> and you watch and you're like oh no, that's pretty good but for a for a man who once re you know took the helm of halloween and i mean look it's a de- it's definitely a departure from his horror flicks that's for sure oh yeah and yeah, so yeah. i was like okay you know maybe the guy's gonna tap into some some humor maybe he's got some fun you know who knows no, you're absolutely right. It looks like pure dog shit. Like it, <laughs> and as soon as it starts, it's not like it, you have to take a few minutes or seconds to get into it. The minute the trailer comes up and you start to see it, you're like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, I actually thought yeah. maybe it was a joke. I really thought yeah. maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe he's maybe Riley, maybe like he's being joke. funny. And this is going to be like some new concept album of his or something like that. You know that we just aren't prepared for. <laughs> you know, and I was like, "All right," but no, honestly, it oh is. Oh my god, really, really bad, really, yeah, it, really bad. And I was kind of stoked watching it at first because it had the old school Universal logo yep. oh, yeah. on it and stuff. I was like, "Oh, this is kind of dope." That's you thirty know? million starts, to that. <laughs> you're like, "Whoa, wait, 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 what's going on here? What is happening?" Yeah. Again, the Christian Harlow podcast. Also, it's called the Big Thing. He also made the joke. It looks like a porno without the fucking, and that has been seared in my brain because oh, that is so yes. accurate. It hurts. Like like nineteen eighties VHS porno. Like you're like, yes. okay, this is a really bad premise, but at least they're acting, and they're like, at any moment now, <laughs> <laughs> Herman is banging her. Like any second, I was gonna happen. Yes, Grandpa's any second. filming it, and none of that happens. You're just like, like that actually might help the film. Honestly, like, yeah, it might. It you're might. right. If he just like, hey, this is really on bangbros.com, you're like, all right, all right. That <laughs> makes more sense. It. Yeah, this makes he just set up universally. They just gave him a lot of money for a really cheap porno. <laughs> That's a great analogy. Cause that now that yeah, you think it back so about good. it. Yeah. So anyone listening, if you go watch this trailer for healing this, you just put porn bad porn in your head, you're like, Yeah, no, that, that looks like a bad this porn. tracks. Yeah, this tracks. And and if you're stoked about this movie and you love this trailer, that's fine. I'm usually on your island with 98% of things. So I get your perspective. All right. I'm just not with you on this one. But if you do like it, that's totally fine. If this is for you, cool. Not for me. <laughs> not for me, man. Yeah. So we'll see how this does. If it's anything like the trailer, I do not think it's going to be reviewed highly. <laughs> that's, that's all I gotta say. It's gonna that's be up for a say. lot of Razzies this year. It may be the maybe oh. the front runner before it even hits the theaters. Good call. Really, yeah. really good call, honestly. But on to the next piece of news. Are you a screen guy? So you know, so like I love horror movies. And so okay. I enjoy I, what I loved about Scream the very first time, and I'm 
a little bit older than you. So when people see that, who's this old man like, on the show? Um, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like stuntman Mike. Like, do you even know who I am? Um, oh my god! No, I I think Scream, the very first original, has one of the best openings in all of horror. I just wish that rest yes. of the series and and movies were like that opening scene where they gut Drew Barrymore. I, spoiler that I apologize if you haven't seen the first one, twenty plus years. But yeah, I was like, I, I always felt that that was such a strong, strong opening. That I don't think anyone's ever really been able to kind of recreate. I've just been it was so great. So I've enjoyed the you know, I've I've enjoyed the way they've gone. But after a while, sometimes like all series, they start to run out of gas. But yeah, I'm glad that Nev has decided to walk away. They don't want to give her enough money. But I think if you want it to be fresh and new, yeah, it's it's got it's got to change. You've got you've got to get rid of the old character sometimes because you know after a while you go how many times can this possibly happen to this girl? Right. You know what I mean? Like yes. After a while, like, after a while, she would have like secret service forever. <laughs> like, there's going to be a point where if the same yeah. thing happens to this woman over and over again, someone's going to got to step in and do something about it. You know, like it's just all the time. Yeah, and that's why I liked about this one. Cause it wasn't focused on her. She was in the movie, Agreed. obviously, but she was very much in the back seat. And that was the big strength of this, of this last, the newest movie scream five is that it brought in a, a brand new fresh group of characters that it worked did. really well. In my opinion, I think the thing I will agree with you with is they need to really nail the endings better yes. because everyone called it from the trailer of who was the killer, you know, and they did a pretty good job within it kind of playing with it. Like, is it, yeah. is it not? That yeah. kind of thing. But when the reveal happened, that was my only letdown of, of the new movie. I really liked the whole requel kind of meta commentary. The Ryan Johnson joke, hit, hit, like I thought was hilarious and everything like that. I loved all of that stuff. I, I'm a very bit like I love meta shit. So I was I was very on board with that. It's just that was my only gripe, which I liked the movie a lot was that the ending the endings need to be more inventive bring in three three killers or something it's always fucking two it's always two <laughs> yeah like bring yes, in another one or you know like bring in another killer do something you gotta do something different but i don't know if they wanted to play this one safe because it was the first one in years the last scream yeah. four did very bad in the box office this one did very well so maybe with this next one it's going to be a little better scream six a bunch of casting news. Yeah. This comes from people over at Dark Horizon. So Samara Weaving from Ready or Not has joined the cast and Tony Revolori, who you might know as Flash Thompson from the Spider-Man Homecoming trilogy, are both joining the new Scream sequel. And that joins the existing cast that we got from the last one that survived. And Hayden Panettiere from Scream 4 is also returning. Directors from Ready or Not directed the last one and are doing this one too. Makes sense why they're bringing her board. Yeah. I loved, yeah, it makes perfect sense that Samara Weaving is coming back. And I watched Ready or Not like only a few months ago for the first time. And that movie shocked the hell out of me that movie is awesome if you've not watched it or not i'm pretty sure it's still on hulu that's where i yeah, watch i think it. it is yeah the movie is fucking awesome especially if you yeah. love horror movies like that movie yeah. is great but like scream is like one of my favorite horror franchises in general yeah i think it's mostly the meta nature but then it still has brutality within it and mm -hmm. and it has a good twist most of the time and i'm a sucker for a good twist so I'm stoked for Scream Six. They're going to New York City. They're going out of Westboro, which they've only yeah, really be, done. That'll be exciting. Yeah, there's a lot of you know. Yeah. Interesting to see how they play it in New York City. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, Jason went to Manhattan, so <laughs> this is, this is Jason goes to Manhattan. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully, hope they do a little bit better with it. Yeah, it, we'll we'll see. It was, I'm pretty sure it comes out uh, next year, 2023. Yeah, right. Yeah, probably next piece of news. Actually, the last piece of news 
if anyone has been involved in the heavy music community for the last like 20 years, I guess you might remember a website called is There is a documentary of that coming to Netflix called the most hated man on the internet, a three part docuseries about the rise and fall of Hunter Moore. The man behind is anyone up coming to Netflix July 27th. And my friend sent me this and was like, yo, we're old enough to have it. Is anyone up documentary? And I thought it was just some kind of like bullshit kind of thing. But then he sent the trailer and I was like, it's a Netflix thing. I was like, holy fuck. Like I knew people I knew that I lived around were on that site. Bands we all know around that site. Super fucked up. If you don't know, is it went up? It basically started revenge porn. Like people would yeah. submit their ex girlfriends, their ex boyfriends, dudes would upload their own shit there to like, I guess, brag. I don't know. It was <laughs> fucking wild. It's yeah. just crazy that we live in a time where that's a documentary on Netflix. It's nuts. It's crazy. It looks fucking amazing. It looks really it's, good. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's probably two steps down from the Tiger King. But it still feels like it's right. got the, you know, because this is maybe, maybe it's even more eccentric because it's real. Like it feels more Surreal. real. Because like, like the Tiger King is, you're like, this is such a world that I would never be about. You just kind of like right. watching it as a car wreck. <laughs> yeah. This is almost like I'm almost in the fucking car wreck. You know what I mean? It's like, you're like, oh, there's a lot more white knuckle to, to the people who had. And I think it's going to open up to su- such a different audience that never even knew about this. You know what I mean? And now we live in a time of like OnlyFans and shit like that. Exactly. You know? I have like, a daughter who's in just early 20s. So obviously she would not have been a part of this. Right. Yeah. But this is a great cautionary tale for that generation. Like every generation yeah. needs a cautionary tale from the generation above it to be like, don't do what we fucking did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we thought this was all fun, you know? So especially now with OnlyFans, but. You know, even though, like, you know, even just the stretch of where social media has gone now, the, the, all right. the dating, like, the, there's so much out there that, you know, now, yeah. now people are putting up by, just for their own, you know, so they don't have to worry about, you know, right. sending it to yeah. them. You literally put, I mean, They're selling it. Should... Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you've never heard of Is Anyone Up, uh, watch this documentary. And I'm sure everyone who was alive and remembered this very vividly. It's like almost like a MySpace. You know, it's like if you remember MySpace, you remember Is Anyone Up, you know? <laughs> Whatever happened, Tom. So now into the now watching section. What we've been watching lately. I'm gonna let you go first. Jesus, I wrote this down. I realized I watched way too much shit this week. Like, I, like I don't think I have a life. Like, I was like, oh my god. So I went to see Lightyear Ooh, for the first. I time. still haven't seen uh, it. I've been meaning to see it. I really, I really enjoyed. It. I know it's getting a lot of hate, and I think because it's, it didn't do a great job of maybe uh, explaining what it was. Lightyear, and this isn't going to yeah. give anything away. Andy went to see this movie in 1995, so we are now seeing. As adults in 2022, the movie right. that Andy and his family went to see in 1995 that's launched the Buzz Lightyear toys. Yep. They did such a great job of combining, you know, and some, you, I mean, when you go to see it, so many moments work, all the little tropes that you're used to from, you know, Buzz Lightyear, they're yep. all in there. But, you know, Tim Allen's Buzz Lightyear toy takes them to such a big extent, like a toy should. Whereas from the movie, he doesn't do them as, you know, like some of the stuff that you'll, you can remember from Buzz, he doesn't go over the top of them like he does in, right. in the show, which is fantastic, you know? So there's just a lot of things you get to learn. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I, you know, I don't know why people crapped all over it. I get it. It's not the Toy Story, but it's, it's <laughs> right. still good. You know, it was, it was fun. Some shows I've been watching. I uh, started The Terminal List, which has been oh, okay. okay. Yep. Chris Pratt? With Chris Pratt. He's been good. It's just, 
the conspiracy that's going on within it, um, I don't want to give too much away because I don't want to, you know, anyone's watching it. But they could, they there's some stuff they could have done to make it a little bit better and last okay. a little bit longer. I don't know if maybe in the books that they did it, they did it that way. But I felt like the producers and the showrunners were like, well, we've got to kind of show our cards a bit to explain to the audience if this, if what's happening is real or if it's all in his mind, which would have been great for it to last longer for us to think. Maybe this is all in his mind. Are we rooting oh, for a good okay, guy? Or okay. Are we rooting for someone who's lost his fucking shit? That okay. would have made the show a little bit better. A similar show is a show on FX, The Old Man. Okay, I've heard good things about that. Well, mixed, mixed with, with Mr. Big, with, with the Big Lebowski in it. But yeah. he's not the Big Lebowski. And oh, started off really good, like really good, like okay. Jason Bourne, like retired Jason Bourne. You know, you're like, oh, this is okay. good. And then there's always the love interest that gets thrown in for no reason that puts the brakes on. Ah, okay, and okay. I just I hate that trope. Not that you know, I, I don't. You know, I mean, there doesn't always need to be a love interest, male or male or female. No. I don't feel like a female character needs to have a love interest or like people sometimes go through life and do things without having to have a significant other with them. Especially right, so. when we're talking about a man who is a, a killer, or you know, was a CIA <laughs> operative who's now on the run. Why is he stopping to have a, a you know starting a rekindle a relationship? He's putting her in danger. Like so, that kind right, of yeah you know, seems a little silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> a little bit. But I don't know if you're a fan of Letterkenny. I've been I just finished. Well, I binged Shorzy. Now I should preface this that I worked in hockey. I did game presentation for a hockey team back in the late 2000s. Okay. So, and I'm a huge hockey fan. So if you're a Letterkenny fan, Shorzy from that this is his show. But it's really about hockey. Like it's really about okay. hockey. But it's funny and he's great in it. And you get to see Shorzy. Obviously, the you know. The guy who created Letterkenny, he's always done it backwards with just the voice. Now you actually get to see him full face the whole thing. I really enjoyed it. It was only six episodes. I wish it was a little bit longer, but uh, I'm really looking forward to more of it. But if you're not a hockey fan and you're only waiting for him to just constantly talk shit to people, the, the whole show is not like his little, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's not like the, his little moments in Letterkenny. So I don't want anyone who might, you know, take my recommendation and be like, that guy's a fucking idiot. Sure. You didn't do half the shit he used to do. So right. they had to do a little bit more, you know, there had to be a little bit more than just him chirping all the time. So, but I think, I think, you know, I don't know. I think if you're a fan of hockey and you liked Letterkenny, I think you might actually enjoy a shorts. I watched Bill Burr's latest comedy special. I thought that oh. was fantastic. Okay. I really did. It was very funny. And I watched a very poignant speech on Netflix by Dave Chappelle as he spoke at the Duke Ellington School of, of oh. the Arts in Washington, D.C., where he went. And they were going to name – they were naming the theater in his honor. And you have to watch it because I don't want to give anything away. I was surprised how it ended. And you know he just recorded it back in June. But he was brought in and he did a – there was a hmm. lot about that. You know, I don't – I know he's polarizing with some of his comedy. But I think he has some really good – points that he talks about uh, about artistic endeavors and just and our creative licensing stuff like that. you should definitely watch it i think it'll give you a different look at dave Chappelle and uh you know who i think some people started to think he is based on on this comedy lately but um yeah those are both really good so that's that's the 27 things i didn't realize i watched yeah. this week i thought it was gonna sometimes that happens i was like i just did light year and i was like no I, oh my god i watched all these yep. shows that's yeah. how it happened. I I finished a lot of shows this week, so I, I I feel you there. I'm interested in the Dave Chappelle thing because his last special, I did not find it controversial. I just found it not funny. I I, I didn't find it <laughs> controversial it. either. I I found you know I I, I found see he I was he trying to be points. You know, I think for yeah, some I, things. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, but I I was just like this just isn't Sam and I watched it. We're like this just is not funny. 
Like, that's it. Like, I'm not offended. I don't think he's like really crossing the line. I see he's trying to ruffle some people's feathers for sure. But I was just like, this just is not funny to me. And that's it. Like, we turned it on like halfway through or something. We're like, I, this is just not even funny. Like, you know, and that, that was my only yeah, thing with it. Fair. But that one especially put out in the middle of the pandemic, I thought was incredible. That yeah. like nine, whatever thing was, I thought that was amazing. Yeah. So I didn't even know this was out. I heard about the Bill Burr thing. I did not even hear about this. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to. It's, it's not a comment. It is him giving an acceptance speech about 45 minutes. And but there's a bit of a twist. to oh, okay. it. So okay. I think yeah. that. I think yeah. I would like that even better, honestly, because like I said, that one thing was not a comedy thing. It was him talking. Yeah, this is him minutes. very burying his soul. Like he, you know, he gets a little emotional about his time at Ellington. Like you really get to see a little bit more about cool. Dave Chappelle than, you know, obviously his comedy allows for. Cool. Like I'm definitely going to check that out for sure. So as far as I've been watching, I finished The Bear that's on Hulu. It's like an FX on Hulu special. So it stars Jeremy Allen White, which you might know him as Lip from shameless a very good actor who i always said i wish he was in more and then this show came out and now a lot of people are starting to really really talk about it because everyone's starting to say like this show is really really good it just got renewed for season two which i'm very stoked about there's a certain small cameo in it that i'm not going to ruin because when the cameo comes in it's very very good it's a very well-known actor so i'm, I'm not going to give it away but this show is amazing it's about pretty much you see like an inside look in the food service industry of like a, of like a family owned restaurant. And that's all I kind of want to give away because, and that's, I talked about this when I first started watching it a few weeks ago, but I, I don't want to give anything away because of how the events kind of launched the show. It's like a big part emotionally of the show. So I don't want to even give that away, but if you have not watched the bear yet, watch the bear on Hulu. It is fucking awesome. Like Hulu has had some winners this year. Yes, they have a hundred percent. So do not sleep on Hulu. They've had some really, really good shit. Speaking of stuff that was kind of slept on, but not really slept on, I just finished Severance. That's on Apple TV Plus. Oh, I started that. I have not finished it. How was that? Did that Dude, finish good? The way it ends, I'm like, fuck, I need a season right now. Like, right now. They end it on such a cliffhanger, dude. You're like, fuck like the way things start piecing together and you start finding like i've been a sucker for like super smart weird sci-fi tv lately i think and things that are like you're kind of not in the know of everything and things slowly start to unravel in front of you and you're like oh okay everything's starting to come together but this show is so wild i talked about it a few weeks ago too about how it's basically the premise of it is that when you're at work you can you can only access your memories of when you're at work and when you're not at work, you can only access the memories of when you're at work. It only gets crazier. It just keeps getting crazy. And uh, Adam Scott is the star of it. And Ben Stiller directed like almost every episode, which I was like, Ben Stiller. Whoa. And I looked up the director list. I was like, Oh, he directed most of this shit. That's really cool. Christopher Walken's in it. That should be all. Yes, he is. And he's great. Christopher Walken's. He's amazing. He's amazing. Everything. I told you. Yes. I listened to him read the phone book. I love just just listening to him talk. It's so great. So go watch Everance if you haven't. It's all out. So you can just watch it on Apple TV plus. So if you like weird science fiction, kind of mystery type shows severance is for you and then speaking of another show that is very science fiction you don't know what's going on half the fucking time westworld so i watched i have been watching that too yes so episode four will be out by the time this comes out which that episode very important for this whole season I'm just going to tell you. So you've already seen it already yes i i I got to see so i got screeners for the first four this oh, week they right. sent me five and six, so I've seen up to six now. You son of a bitch! So wow. I, I'm I'm way ahead in the future of you Ugh. guys. So episode four is a game changer for the season. It literally changes the entire season. 
of the I way you the end of three. Bl- I was blown away by the end of three. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. If you thought that's gonna blow your mind, this is going to like your brain's going to fucking explode. Because the reveal at the end of this episode, I was like, what is what is happening? I was like, oh shit. Is it bringing? We talked on my podcast. Is it bringing number the second season a little bit more into focus? Because you know, because no. everyone says like season two, ah. you're like I don't, I can't find my elbows and my ass with the same. Thing. Like I don't know where I am in season two, but then season three, like oh, it's good. It, it it brings season four into a major focus. Oh, and okay. Kind of, it. I think in episode four it starts. I I watched four through six today, so they're they're all blurring together, and I'm not going to give anything away. Don't worry, no no spoilers. But they start to bring in a lot of elements of season three and make that okay. really relevant to how of everything is but dude believe me episode four going to episode five you're going to be like holy shit like everything comes together or is starting to come together you think you have this season figured out you fucking don't at all believe me because when you learn what happens episode four you're gonna be like what the fuck and episodes five and six are also very very strong i'm I'm super excited to see there's only eight episodes of the season so i'm I'm super interested to see how it concludes so is this a red wedding type of not like in the like, uh, but like like you know like you're kind of like like at the end of Red Wedding you're like oh, oh wow everything is just now going sideways like everything is now in a this way moment yes. on, I trust nobody nothing but the way you viewed this whole season is going to change oh okay I, I will guarantee that because right, definitely there's like a things where you don't really know where they're going to yet you know what I mean it's it's been very interesting this season before episode four I'm like oh I'm very into this it's like you kind of follow what's going on you see where all the characters are it's kind of like a restart of the series entirely you know in ways where it's kind of like everyone's at this new starting point and now you're trying to see it's it's like it's all leading up to the big machine versus human war but Believe me, episode four is going to change everything. It's <laughs> crazy, dude. Uh, it is so good. crazy. I'm so stoked right. for people I'm to excited. watch it and talk to me about it's it. If you're watching Westworld, this, yeah. yeah, if you're watching Westworld, please hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up in the Facebook group. Just let me know what you're thinking about it. Because like, if people aren't shocked by the ending of this, then you're far smarter than I am. Because I would never have called this in a million years. I think people were burned by season two and three. So I'm, I'm hoping like people like me talking about this get people it back into it or just into it in general it's a lot to ask because they're eight yeah. episodes seasons they're all an hour long each episode so it's a lot to catch up on especially when every time i talk about it i was like season two is really hard to follow because <laughs> it is it is, it is really hard to follow but i felt season three was was pretty decent i felt you know i felt like yeah, i know, like season three i mean i like season two too but it made me feel like a, an actual idiot i was like am i dumb like I don't understand any of this, <laughs> you know. Like, am I stupid? This is no, I don't. You're you're in the ninety five percent, and there's the five percent who are lying. <laughs> there's ninety five percent right. Are, yeah, yeah, I was like, five percent are just what? totally full of shit. But yes, please check out Westworld. If you were kind of let down by seasons two and three, get back into it with season four because I think it's going to change your mind. It, it is awesome. There's one thing I want to say is that one character, and this might get some people in who are very into Marvel. So imagine if they had a character like Doctor Strange in Infinity War when he saw all the different possibilities, but there wasn't one chance of, of success. There was many chances of success, and he and he knows every possible combination. So you see him thinking it along as it goes, being like, oh, sometimes you do this, sometimes you do that. So it's like, imagine that Doctor Strange character, but he knows everything and he's going along with the actions as you go. It's super interesting and cool. It's awesome. Well, it, he's played by a guy that you didn't really watch the, sh- the series. He plays the Watcher, the gentleman you're talking yes, about. Yes, he does. Jeffrey, he plays very the correct. Watcher, which is a very kind of interesting fact that he played that in What If? Because it's, it's he's got a similar 
not unlimited, oh, yeah. but he's, he can see things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Jeffrey, I mean, Jeffrey Wright's phenomenal. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He's he's worth watching just for Jeffrey Wright whenever he's on screen. I agree. Yeah. Plus Valkyrie's in it. So there you go. I mean, there's a lot of MCU crossover. Yes. And I will say it's kind of a spoiler if you haven't seen season four. But if you've been watching the last few seasons, you know this. Tessa Thompson plays a villain. And she is so good as a villain. Delicious what you see in these villain. next two, next few episodes, it's so good. Delicious. Oh my god! I'm like, play villain more. Holy fuck! Yes. Dude, I was like, this yes. is awesome. It's definitely a departure from the Man Valkyrie. in Black. Oh yeah, oh, he's still going strong. Still yeah. going strong in this season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And again, I don't want to say anything about his character because it's very complicated, yep. especially oh, going yeah. into season four. But yeah, it's awesome. It's so yes. good, so good. Like I said, I, I can't wait to see how the season ends check out Westworld. It's awesome. Yes. It, there's been so many good TV shows out this year. It's it's like almost insane. Like there hasn't really been some that have been like terrible, which is like just shocking. To, at least ones that I've watched and I watch it. Yeah, I think you've stayed away from the ones that shocked. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You ready to get into Stranger Things? Let's do it. Yeah. So we're going to cue yeah. some so, of the music. I'm like, do I have to play the solo? <laughs> yes, you do. You do have to play this. So season four, it's all about yes. Vecna, right? Vecna. The big bad of the entire upside down in the entire series as yeah. it's revealed within this season. The whole season was pretty much broken into three teams: the Russia team, including Hopper, Joyce, Murray, and Enzo. Yep. On a spy mission to rescue Hopper from Russia. There's the California team, including Mike, Will, Jonathan, Argyle, and Eleven. Who Eleven yep. eventually goes to New Mexico, and then they kind of go and rescue her from New Mexico to yep. regain her powers to help with this overarching war with Vecna. And then there's the Hawkins team. That has yes. Lucas, Erica, Max, Nancy, Steve, Dustin, Robin, and newcomer and fan favorite, Eddie Munson. Eddie. Yes. And they're dealing with the Upside Down, literally, in the <laughs> yes. Upside Down, and Vecna pretty much directly. So yes. that's kind of where everyone is. Obviously, when we get to the end, they're all finally reunited. It's but not a very nice the moment, end, end, which is yes, the very what end. I love. Yes. This season, to me, was like the Empire Starts Back. It was like the Infinity War of Stranger Things. Because... They lose. They don't win. Yes. A hundred percent. not. Yes. The whole Max not dying thing seemed to be a very big hot topic among people about them taking away an emotional beat or something like that, which I, I just can't agree with. Like if I see emotion as stuff I would relate to as a human being. So if one of my closest friends was in a coma and has like no signs of coming back to life, that's almost worse than dying. Like that is a lot. I think with what we saw in episode four, dear Billy, 
her straight up dying at the end, I feel like would have felt very weird and almost cheap, even if she died. I saw someone made a really good comparison because I kind of have been on the side of her not dying didn't take away anything emotionally for, for me personally. If it didn't for you, whatever. It's just like I said, I feel like a lot of people throw out what they would feel personally just because it's a TV show, I think. And death is like the be all end all. But like, it's not. There's so much worse things or on par things like obviously death is, is terrible. But there's so many things that can affect you emotionally that just aren't death. And it, it that's the part that like worried me. But the person that they tweeted at me when I was making a point like that and they were like, yeah. And I was like, I've seen a lot of people compare this to like The Walking Dead or Game of Thrones where they kill off major characters. And he's like, think about those deaths. They're mostly all shock. None of it has emotional depth. You know, some do for sure, but a lot of it is just pure shock factor. It's like mostly characters that you're like, oh, I really like this character. They're the new main character and they're like, boom, dead. And I, I will say one thing they did very well is make you feel invested in Eddie. Like you did not want to see him die. You know, I didn't want to see him die. He has like one of the coolest moments in the entire series with that everyone think, has been talking about. You know, it's oh. just it's just it's he was it's cool so the minute he came on screen. That. Oh, his, even his this is my year speech in the in uh, the lunchroom. You're like, all right. And then the hell you're like this. This guy's this like, guy yeah, rules. I fucking yeah. like this guy. You know, like like he's a badass like Billy was supposed to be, but he's not a dickhead like Billy was, you know. Yes. I, so I think yes, that's why people definitely sided more with Eddie. I said, I guess to be your devil's advocate for about the deaths. I think maybe some people's problem is, is that what's happening or at least it feels like this. Again, being devil's advocate, I love this whole uh, this whole season. I feel like some of the new cast members who keep coming in, they are, for those of you who are Star Trek fans from a long time, they're the Star Trek people in red. They're the ones you're like, mm, they're not going to make dying. it to the end. And because of that, you know, when Rudy – I always call him Rudy. I'm sorry. <laughs> when uh, when Or Mikey from the Goonies, when he dies in season two – that does hurt because, you know, you're like, oh, but then, okay. So then Billy makes his turn. Like he goes, and you're like, all right. They're like, yeah, okay. So it's become like gonna, a stranger it's, things Yeah. Trump. It's like, yeah. oh, hey, the new guy. And you're like, shit, he's dead. You know, besides Robin. Did, besides Robin. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're kind of like, oh, oh, I love Robin too. But you're yeah, kind of like, oh, man. You know, like you get, I yeah. think. I understand that. They 100%. do such great character development for these characters. We fall in love with them and they take them from us. But yet, yeah. I think some of the fan gripe is, but you won't take actual cat like we thought hopper died at the end of three like right. oh wow all right we we finally no he's back so it has yeah. that feeling of like <laughs> yeah. you know like where i think the walking dead lost a lot of its fandom was it was taking some people you never were really comfortable because you're in a world of zombies where at any moment someone could die no matter how strong they were and i felt yeah. that kept people viewing and on their seats never knowing who might make it and then when they started to toy with it, especially when they brought Negan and they toyed with it and they didn't kill off uh, Glenn. And then also you're like, all right, you know, when you toy with people's emotions like that and it doesn't feel, um, you know, earned, I think people get yes. upset. So when you fall yeah. low again with Eddie and you're like, it's like that fool me once, shame on me. Now it's like the third time <laughs> in three seasons in a row, you fooled us. You yeah. know, like we were, yeah, yeah, yeah. we were all in on that. Rudy. Okay, that. he died. And then, you know, like all these guys keep like, I think it is, is we have people who are more heroic, who aren't main cast members doing more to save everybody than the cast members. So I think some of us Fair. would like to see, hey, one of these cast members needs to step the fuck up and, you know, give their life. Because the other every season we've had one person step up and, you know, make the ultimate sacrifice to help everybody. And they're, right. you know, they're gut wrenching because we, you know, I mean, kudos to the writers to introduce oh, yeah. a character. And eight episodes later, when that character is gone, 
have the fans just i mean literally it's like the old if daryl dies we all riot like it feels like that like especially with eddie going you know i think we saw it two years in a row and you're like and they're not going to take Eddie from us. And they take Eddie from us. And you're like, yeah. this is his year. You know what I mean? We're like, but this is his year. How dare you take it from him? This is his I year. I do think there is a big theory going on about him that like goes back to D&D that uh, he might come into play very hard in the next season. And if they're doing that, yeah. I'm okay with him dying because yeah. it sounds sick. It's like basically he becomes like a vampire and he becomes like the right hand of Vecna. But then he ends up turning Ooh. on Vecna. Like if that happens... Fuck yeah! If, I'm, if, I'm as long as it feels, it, as long as it feels good, I think fans will jump in on anything. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it has to feel earned, and no matter you know, like you said, you like twist, but it has to feel like a good twist. Which yes. is why I think Sam not dying, I think will actually, like I was thinking, maybe she is also a puppet now, a foot soldier. Yeah, because she's like in a the, in the in the empty flesh. body, basically, yeah. yeah, like a soulless body. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I wonder if maybe Vecna, or you know, again, who, we don't know how it's all going to turn, but Vecna, who knows? Maybe in and you know, encompass her body now. He's in the flesh again. And he's outside of yeah. you know in the real. So well, well, I mean, again, it'll be two years. It's not bad. We went, we went yeah. three. So like, we yeah, yeah, years. yeah. And that was that was another thing too is that they lost, and now the upside down is merging with the real world. Like people are like, the stakes aren't high enough. I'm like, what higher stakes do you want than that? I was like, What's the upside down is the same fucking murder bands. Yeah, I was like, all those <laughs> monsters are just going to be roaming Hawkins. Like I was like, that's what. I was like, what do you mean there's no stakes? Well, I was like, that's crazy, man. Nancy was given the vision by Vecna of what to see to, to tell Eleven. And she saw all this stuff. And we got to see it at the end, some right. of her vision. But she talked about there was a, a bunch of soldiers dead. And as the show ends, you notice the National Guard has moved in. So there's going to be some kind of war, some kind of <laughs> I mean, real war. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I really do believe. That this is this is going to escalate. This is going to be very very intense. Yeah. So, yeah. but the only disappointing thing is the guys said that the episodes will be shorter than they were this season. I'm like, just just don't pull the Game of Thrones thing. Don't. Oh yeah. Don't make it too don't, short. Don't don't. Yeah. Pull, pull. <laughs> I'd rather sit there for six hours. You know, just don't pull the Game of Thrones cutting right. things short, and then us yeah, all yeah. feeling like, oh, we rushed to the end. Don't yeah. get us to yeah. the top of the slide and then throw us off the slide so fast. You know, I just make this think loop. It's fine for this because everything's set up so perfectly where it's like it, it, like all that's left is the war, basically. You know what I mean? Like yes. how how they're going to finally vanquish Vecna or whoever else is involved. Like I'm guessing Vecna is the – and they did they did reveal that we were going to learn what the actual Upside Down is, which we got to do a little bit more, yeah. which I, I never thought we would really ever get it. I thought they were going to kind of leave it like a mystery, which I was fine with. But now getting the information of, you know, Vecna being one and Eleven's the one who opened the first gate to the Upside Down and how Will is still connected to it. That's the my, that's my one gripe of this season is that Will didn't tie that whole connection to the Upside Down until that very last scene. Like he didn't even bring it up through the whole season. Yeah. And then just at the end, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm connected. Maybe it's because he's finally back in Hawkins. But I just wish they talked about that more. And I know some people are kind of like, oh, he's gay. Why doesn't he come out and say he's gay? And I watched like a really – 1986. Really, yes, the the height of the AIDS uh, I, epidemic. I, not just that. I, I'm a child of the 80s. I'm a child of Stranger Things. I was there. <laughs> you were now. there. You it's were crazy. in Stranger Things. I was – but in 1986, I mean you can't look at 1986 in the show, which is portraying in 2022 eyes. Coming right, out exactly. in 2022 for kids is so much. I'm not like, don't get me wrong, saying like it's you know it's a walk in the fucking park to come out. It's not. I'm not saying it is, but if there's there's definitely a more welcoming community out there. Yeah, 
for for people. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying it's yeah. always within your family, but but in 1986, no, no not at all. Yeah. Being gay back then was not easy, especially like you said mm-hmm. with AIDS. It was really tough. So a young boy who is obviously going through a whole bunch is yeah. feeling this in 1960. He's not just gonna be like, oh hey, by the way, Mike, I'm gay. Like his brother kind of gets what's going on. Yeah, and that's you, you and then that's about seen. as far as it can go. So they're really handling this the way it would be handled in 1986. So I don't want fans, you know, the younger generation, to be like. Why, what are they homophobic? No, this is. I mean, that's the way it was in 1986. Yeah. So if they're going to portray 1986. You, you, you know, you can't suddenly just jump to 2022 and have yeah. it be like this. Oh, big coming out and they're having a parade like that. It's not a thing at this <laughs> right, point. Yeah, it exactly. just isn't at this point. You know what I mean? Like You're right. Staying in it. You know, it just isn't a thing in 1986. That's that's why he hasn't said anything. That's why it's been very held back. 100%. Because I mean, even Robin is holding back. Yeah, yeah. Robin and the girl, there's probably something between them. And you notice the girl mm-hmm. has to pretend she likes a boy. Like yeah. there's a lot like mm-hmm. like if anything, the younger generation can learn that this is what it was like for the yeah. LGBT community back in the 80s. This I mean, they had it easier than what the people before them, if you really you know go further back. But this is the right. steps and the strides that were made to get to us to where we are now in 2022. hundred percent. You said that very, very well. So I, w- I wanted to know, is is there any other gripes you had other than because obviously it seems we were both big fans of this of the season four. If there was there any other gripes before I gripe, I'll say what I really liked. I think yes. season four finally made a return to the tone of season one. Loved the horror vibe, which was more of the dread, the yeah. horror vibes. And I love the fact that they really leaned into the vibe of Nightmare on Elm Street. This oh, has yeah. got so much Nightmare on Elm Street to like it. it. The, the clock. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, my God. They really leaned heavily into that, and I thought that really brought this season darker. So that was my – so my two gripes. My one gripe is more of the overall – we're talking about Will. I feel Will has been the most underdeveloped character ever. Ever yeah. since he went into the upside down, he comes out season two. He's like, eh, fuck off, Will. Like, I really feel that like it's been like, fuck off, Will, <laughs> kind since of, yeah. season one. And now right. all of a sudden, and I feel bad for this actor because now all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, now we're going to give you a poignant moment and now you're going to be gay. And it's like, it feels, not that it doesn't feel genuine. It just feels like, okay, we knew Will is this nice kid and then we're looking for him all season one. It's like, is, are they going to save Will? They got Will out. And then it's like, oh, we really don't give a shit about Will after this. It's kind of, I feel bad because I feel like if there's any glaring hole in this series, it's the fact that Will was the first guy in. He was the person yeah. we lost that we had like like we were sitting on our seats, which did you know six years ago today as we are recording the show debuted. We're yeah, recording crazy. on the debut. Just thought I'd throw that in. Crazy. Oh, I remember sitting there going, like, oh my God, this poor kid. Well, like, just you know, on the edge of my seat. We got the I mean, people are hanging up Christmas lights in the house, you know, in in you know, and for for Will, you know, after the show, you know, the whole the way he would reach out. Oh, yeah, it was a phenomenon. Then, I don't think they've done a great job with Will. And, and, and overall, yeah. that would be my biggest gripe. Is I feel bad that this character has been yeah. so left on on you know unsurfaced. Then the only other thing I didn't write about this season, I felt the ending, the ending where Vecna and L are are fighting, and then she's kind of losing, and then we spend like it feels like ten to fifteen minutes of Mike talking to her and putting the brakes on this whole back and forth, and all of a sudden like it's L. It's his love for her that suddenly sparks her to defeat, kind of defeat Vecna. I felt that really like that was so out of tone of the whole season. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so out of tone of that whole season. All of a sudden, 
Because if you remember one of the first episodes, the reason she defeated him in the first place and she got strong is he told her to think about a memory that made her very mad. And all she had to do. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, why, why she should have, he already taught her how to defeat him. She did it once. She didn't right. do it again. She could have thought about all the things happening to her friends and that could have been it. But instead it was Mike doing what I like, what ruined the matrix. The end for me is the, well, he can't be dead. He, I love him. It's like, no, love conquers all Scott. Love. I know. I feel like, I feel like Huey Lewis could be climbing goes in the power room. Like that's every yeah. show just end the power. Room. Just, Huey Lewis should just get royalties forever for that song because every show ends a powerful love. It just becomes a trope yeah. and then it doesn't have the same feeling or meaning, you know, like, oh, that was my biggest gripe. Not that I don't like their relationship, this and that, and how they were doing the, you know, fighting, but just like we had, it's the writing was already set up in the beginning of the show where he taught her how to tap right. into her. Like your friend is dying in front of you. All of Hawkins is at stake and you can't find, you can't muster the courage right. until he says, I love you, believe in you. That, that, yeah, that was, I get that. That's my biggest I get friend. that. I didn't even think about it that way. So that's, that's a, honestly a, a very fair criticism. Obviously, the two probably everyone's favorite scenes of this season were probably uh, Dear Billy. When Max floats up, we got that run up that hill, Neil drop. And then when we get Eddie Munson in the upside down, ripping fucking Metallica, Master Puppets, another Neil drop. Like two, two iconic Neil drops in one season. I mean, also separate ways was also a very good Neil drop at the end of that. The Penelta episode I thought was very well done as well. Oh, yeah. And they're very good the at Neil drops. The, yeah. the, um, the separate ways by Journey, the, the remastered yes. version yep, yep, yep. of it. Oh. Awesome. Loved it. Oh, yeah, okay. it got me pumped up. I was like, sharpen my sword. I'm going into the upside down. I was ready to go yeah. with it. I was like, let's do yeah. this. Yeah, so sick. Like, I, I'm obsessed with that Master of Puppets moment. It's so dope. Yes. The, the fact that, like, videos will come out with him practicing it himself. They actually yep. brought in the basis for Metallica's son to do some of the close-up hand things for filming, which that's like a – I'm a very big stickler mm-hmm. in TV and movies about performance musical performance stuff because i i used to be in a band so i can tell when something's like very very off so when people nail it i'm like super into it i like that 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 brings stuff up notches for me if they nail that kind of stuff so that i was watching i was like because i can play that on guitar and i was like they're playing that like i was like that is legit like they're nailing well i think it's not just a needle drop because you know as i talk with you i'm on my tarantino one i'm a huge fan of what he does with needle drops yeah, but there's needle drops, and then there's needle drops that actually the song they pick fits the story. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, and yeah. Master of Puppets. It's not just, yeah. I mean, there's a thousand of metal songs they could have gone with. 
Master oh, yeah. of Puppets is talking about Vecna. Vecna is the master of puppets that we didn't realize. And so why what else would be perfect? Is even master even of puppets. Running it's, running up that hill is uh, yes, if I could yes. make a deal with God to swap our places. Yes. He's, oh, it's it's yes, Max it's and Billy, all, you know? It's yes. like the way they picked this, which is funny enough because Taika Waititi wanted to use that's running up that hill for Thor Love and Thunder because that, that fits the story very well too. Yes. But they saw it in Stranger Things. And they're like, ah, we need to take it out. <laughs> like we yeah. need to, we yeah, can't use that. Just... We can't use that. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I just want to, you know, again, I'm a geek like that, like you are. I'm sure a lot of your listeners are, but it's it's not, they didn't just pick Master of Puppets because it's a fucking yeah. sick song. It, it worked. It, they worked it in and they're like, oh, if we're going to yeah. pick a metal song for him to, to fucking rip and, and distract murder bats with, Master that's the one it's gonna be yeah. and it fits yeah so yeah I mean, I'm you know sometimes it just slides by people but I just always like to bring that to the forefront and like yeah. hey it wasn't just Fuck yeah this is a happy coincidence they uh, you know it's a, a tip of my hat for you know some of the other stuff I might have said I didn't like but I tip my hat to them for being like that's <laughs> that's a chef's kiss of genius being able to put that song in there and just I mean it's 1986 yeah. I mean you're talking about just worlds combining perfectly to you know just to synergize right. for that moment it's Pretty awesome. Do we want to talk about the, the the theories out there that Vecna one is actually Eleven's real father? I so think that'd be so would, weird. Well, he because if, young. if but if we look at him, he is actually much older than he should be. Like I don't know what it is. Oh. Maybe if it's something with his powers aging. Because if you look at the time that his house happens, it happens in the 1950s. He's oh. 30 years older than Eleven. If you so that's the thing I think people forget. Really, he ends up being that young kid. That's happening back in the 50s and 60s. So huh. now we're in the into the future in 30 plus years. So he's actually older than wow. he appears. So he very well could be her father. Wow. Now you had said something that this was the Empire Strikes Back season. Yes. If he ends up being her father, next season I mean, is Return yeah. of the Jedi. 100% season. <laughs> and so I think 11 tries to save him once she finds out i again i do think it's a luke join me moment he she doesn't mm. join and he she tries to save him maybe he goes the same you know in a maybe there is once we learn more about what is actually because if you remember the mind flare that big oh, yeah, one yeah. he sees him when he's there and he kind of like envelops him into his body seems so, like he created it yeah well it was already there and if you remember he looks like he like he he breathed him in and took his took the powers oh, in with him. Yeah. So I think the mind flare is the overall arching oh, emperor. Okay, okay, okay. And so right. maybe that's how he has to break his darkness and can turn. Is like he gets, he finally van vanquishes. You know, he does the whole Darth Vader, you know, turn where I've been bad. Right. I you're my daughter. I've seen the errors of my ways. I want to save you. Boom! I'm gonna do this. So. Hmm. Maybe eleven goes with him. Maybe it takes two of them to do it. But again, if like I'm just going to lean on what you know, like you said, this is being the Empire Strikes Back season. Then that means Return of the Jedi is the next season. And then, right. if he is her father, and we are leaning on this, and this is the 1980s that they're playing with, and we're leaning on some of these tropes, then she she yeah. saves, helps save him. So interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So the yeah, because the particles thing. Yeah came into play with will mm -hmm. and then obviously they saw it in russia as well yep. which seemed like a lot of it got dispersed and don't went forget. into the monsters that they killed don't forget steve said he breathed them in 
That is not oh, an God. unintentional moment. Just, I just want to ah, remind Steve. folks, in two years, he said, oh, I think I just swallowed some of those. I know it seems like a throwaway line, but if you ever ah, listen to my Steve, podcast, man. nothing's a throwaway line most of the time. That was it's an true. important plot point that, we, that was just slid in for you to not pay attention, but to remember when it comes back, it's important. I, I think there's something going to – I think Steve is in trouble. But I think Steve's yeah. gonna die heroically. Let's oh, just go. Yeah, Steve is the next Steve's the next in line. He's the hero. Eddie. Yeah, he's the he's Eddie, the hero. he's the Billy. Yes, he's the next one. Yes. He really is. He's the Han Solo. He's our Han Solo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Dustin's his Chewbacca. And I fucking love those Damn. two guys. Of all yeah, the two, great. of the of all the characters who really like who they've done a great job with, Steve and Dustin shine so good. unreal so in this. Good. I mean, last season too, but in this season, yeah, season it three just was really good. Dustin's but Dustin's become the best member of the group. Hands yeah, amazing. I, I, this is gonna sound terrible. I don't care what happens to the other three. I really like Dustin watching Dustin and I love watching him and Steve. Like I the two They're of them. Great. Yeah. I hope they have I hope they have like uh if they survive and we get like a spin-off many years down the road for them and they have like their own buddy cop movie. You know what I mean? So I'd love for it. some reason the I'd two of them it. just get together and they're fighting crime for no reason. I think it'd be, it'd be awesome. great. Yeah, it would be, be great. So we it's kind of going to go back to the will stuff a little bit, but we talked about Max possibly being a vessel for Vecna. Yeah. But will will be, or is will the key to defeating Vecna? I, th- I think this kind of wasted uh, energy yeah. on will that hasn't really paid off. I think is going to pay off in dividends in season I five. So. I think he's going to be the key to everything. And they definitely set it up that way in that last scene. They're like, oh, will's going to be a very fucking big deal. He feels so, he feels wherever he is. He always like he even says it. He goes, I can feel him like he. Yeah. So he is. A, he's very important. Yeah, I mean, so I'm interested to see what they do with it. What what way would they go with it? Is he going to be the ultimate hero with it, or is he going to end up falling to Vecna too? That's where I I do like your mind flare theory too as well, because I kind of saw it as like he created the mind flare, but your way makes way more sense because, like we said, we were going to find out how the upside down was created, yeah. and I feel like it has to because it's stuck in time from when yeah. Will went in there. Yeah. So. Yeah. How yeah. does that connect? Like, w- w- and another thing, that dude was in there for a week, and he was just like a small child, and he survived yeah. a week down yes. there with all those fucking bats and dogs. He learned how to do the whole white thing. That's the other thing. Is like they don't give him. Yeah, I mean, all the cool stuff they do in this uh, this season, like that's all because it came of from Will. season one. So yeah. Will, and Will was a little pissant. He was like, he was like, he was a little, like eight years old or something. Was middle, he? Yeah, like little, ten or something. Like an elementary school kid, and this dude is speaking through electricity from another dimension and everyone's just like all over everyone's all over dustin's girlfriend for being a genius i'm like well all right she's pretty cool but i don't see her sending electrical signals from the upside down right you know this dude's tesla you know this guy's amazing he's just like that's 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 why i feel it's just a disappointment because he i think well again maybe maybe the the reason we haven't seen a lot from will is because it's an intentional build up to when we get to season five that he will right. finally exactly you know what i mean he will rise be, up he'll, be, he'll become yeah he's anakin right now pod racing maybe yeah killing all these exactly so who's dying all right who's dying you alluded to steve man man, man. i kind of thought he was I, biting it this season I, so i feel steve. i could see that i feel steve's going i feel steve's Does going max heroically. come back oh definitely heroically he's going out with a bang 100 percent. do we do we think max comes back I think Max comes back, but she is not the Max we knew. Mm. The Max we knew died. The Max who comes okay, back, okay. I don't know if she's bad or good. I think this is where Lucas is now going to be forced to. He's going to have his moment, you know. I mean, yeah, he made right. he made the game winning basketball shot, and he was pretty cool. But he's kind of been 
he kind of was a man without a country this season. He was trying to go to being cool and still being a geek. And he, you know, it was, it was tough for him. So I think, I think, you know, I think he's gonna have to try to figure out how to help Max. I think the person who's got the biggest, toughest time is going to be L. I think L is just going to be pulled in 20 directions. I think she's going to L is going to be maybe like, that would be like, there's like the biggest character. I want it to be one of those like like, Gloria, just like, Oh yeah. Almost like she supernova is like the Phoenix, you know, from X-Men, just, just dark Phoenix and just, Supernovas, I mean, just takes the whole thing out and closes it. Yeah. You know, it may take her and one to do it because they are the two most powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Which means, which is, which is why 11, I mean, it makes sense. The whole father daughter thing makes more sense. He always yeah. was helping her. She was, she's as powerful as him, if not more powerful. You know what yep. I mean? Like it really is Vader Luke. It really is the whole, yeah. the whole thing is there. If you open your eyes to see it. So it could take the two of them yeah. to end the whole thing, but she's going to have to yeah. flip them. Because otherwise, without yeah. him, it's not—they're uh, done. Which look, right. we all, I think unless we all will, know, unless there's something with Will, I think we all know they're going to succeed. But I yeah, think we yeah, all yeah, we all do want to see, and I know it sounds terrible because we're talking about children, but I think we do want to see a little bit of a body count. I think because yeah. this is these are <laughs> these are real stakes. These are real stakes. Yes. Now, this isn't a D and D game anymore. Hell D&D is open is, to Earth. D and D's on <laughs> is, is live. You know what I mean? Like you don't get to roll the dice and hopefully survive, yeah. and then get to play another campaign. This no. is the campaign. This is the campaign yeah. of all campaigns. You're going to take on every D and D villain you've ever had to, and you're going to take. It's going to take everything to win, and you're going to people are going to. I mean, if you want the show to feel real, there ha, there are stakes. There are stakes involved, and we we need to see more than just the the extras. You know, the the people brought in off the yes. bench who we go, man, I love this guy and girl, and they're like, God damn it, they took him from us again. You know, so yeah, I do think this season you're going to have to have some of the major players are going to go. So I think, oh, yeah. Steve for sure. 11 yeah. is definitely on the, uh, up there. And I think yes. you're right with Will. But I think there's going to have to be like some kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's going to be some kind of like, I mean, if to make it really exciting, something you don't see coming. Like maybe, yeah, big maybe shot. Mike, maybe Mike is like, you know, maybe Ooh. he's like, I'm going to protect L. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you know, he finally gets the chance to be the hero instead of always being the guy she saved. You know, who knows? Right. Like, you know, there's yeah. always those interesting like last second curveballs that you go, you know, which, which can take this show and make it a classic. So like, yes, I'm a huge breaking bad fan. I feel the way breaking bad ended puts it up in the pantheon of one of the greatest it was great shows of all time. Yeah, perfect ending. You don't want to go down the end of like the Sopranos love the Sopranos, but then a lot of people feel like even I'm like, it feels like that ending is incomplete, you know, or it just kind of leaves it hanging. Or as yeah, bad as like yeah. people felt of Seinfeld. Also, they went to jail. Like there are shows who are so good, but their endings just suck. Kill it. Yeah. So yeah. they're if the if the you know if they're the Duffer Brothers, if they're gonna take two years to do this, they better they better have their stick shit together. The they better, yeah, yeah. Stick. Oh, stick the landing. Stick. I, the landing. I, I agree with you too. If they nail the landing, this will be an all-time TV show. Yeah, hundred percent. Because it's already it was already like a cultural phenomenon. Yes. A lot of people, so many people were like, oh, Stranger Things is coming back. Who gives a fuck? And then it was the biggest show out there in competition with The Boys, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and a Marvel TV show. And it was the talk of the town. So people saying no one cares, you're insane. And I knew that was going to happen. People were like, I don't care about Stranger Things. I was like, wait until it comes out. Everyone's going to care. More people, I think, were more interested in Stranger Things than Obi-Wan and The Boys. And I watched all three. And 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 The Boys was great. Yes. But, But again, I love The Boys. But again, it's a Stranger Things pulls in a giant, a bigger audience. 
It pulls, I mean, because Stranger Things came out of nowhere six years yeah. ago. Nowhere. People are like, have you seen this thing, Stranger Things? It was yes, a literally. groundswell phenomenon that came out of nowhere. No one knew what the hell the show was going to be about. And all of a sudden it was yep. like, I could like I couldn't stop watching it and I wanted to stop watching because I knew it was about to end. Like, could not get enough of it. So much so that people realize it's been three years since we yep. saw it last. And people are like, oh my God, wait, two more years? Like, no. It's a cultural phenomenon. And, you know, there are people out there always like stub their nose, like, oh, it's something popular. Well, get on board, yeah, whatever. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. This shit, the, 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 the train is leaving the station whether you want to get on or not. And it's going to steamroll yep. through you. It's a great show. And everybody's going to be glued to their seat next. And I, you know what? I actually hope they release it one episode at a time. They won't. I hope. I know they won't. But wouldn't it yeah. be great if they did? It'd be so because great. I think I think It'd it would be just massive. Like, yes. So huge. Yes. And no, you couldn't have any spoilers. No one could spoil shit for you. You know what I mean? True, like you couldn't yeah. spoil it. You yeah. I, look at the boys came out season one. They let the whole thing out. And now they don't anymore because they realize people yep. love this show. They're going to come back every week. And I think there is something nice about coming back every week because it. Yeah, like it keeps the conversation old, like, going. Yeah, not just that, but you have something to look forward to because we just don't have control in our normal day lives. We have to have everything now, so we're going to watch everything as much as we can, as fast as we can, and just devour it. And then you're like, oh, you feel so empty afterwards. But if you're forced yeah. to wait six, seven weeks to finish something, like how, like we talked about Westworld, how exciting is? Well, you get to jump ahead, but for me, it's like, ooh, yeah, I just watched episode ahead. four, and then I get, and then next week, I'm like, ooh, it's coming again. You know, that there's something to look forward to knowing that it's coming down the line yes. that i'm going to keep getting to watch it you know so yeah, i agree especially when it's the last last one season yeah. you know like you don't want to just you know it's like a good meal I think they'll break it up into two parts again i think they'll break it up in two parts again i think and they will but i yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna write on <laughs> dear netflix <laughs> they won't because they can't abandon it now they can't abandon it now they started with they can't they can't just switch it up that's why they've been trying to do volumes with certain things they did it with ozark yeah. they did it with masters of the universe they're trying to kind of split things up yeah. but I, it, I it's think, yeah. i don't know but they started you know binge watching they they literally invented binge watching and now everyone else is turning back around and making things weekly television they and now did, that's but I getting think, the conversations going it's like they should they switch do 100%, it though, because because all these other shows have done it uh, you know what i'll talk about this i know no one is not watching it i don't care who you are no one's like oh what they're gonna make me watch every week well then i don't want to watch the last season they can oh, complain oh, about it but they're still gonna shit. watch it yeah. 35 million people are gonna watch it every week on oh, that yeah. day they're going to watch Easily. it. They're going to sit there and they're going to watch it and they're going to have watch parties and they're going to just do it. That's what's going to happen because you do it in every other show. So, yep. and you know, I know it's not in their model, but they could, there's, they, they could, every, every major company does it. You know what I mean? Like, and Prime did it. Prime was like, no, everything, oh, wait a minute. You want to see it every week? Boom. We're going to do it every week. Or yep. we'll do a couple here. You know, they'll probably drop the first two, three episodes, but then it's like, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Even going to go with it. Even Disney Plus has kind of done that. They'll do like it. Yeah. two or three, and then they'll do weekly. They'll do it for like everything. That. If it makes yeah. sense, yeah, they'll they'll do. It's more exciting. It makes it exciting. Yeah. It makes it. Yeah, you 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 want to have more of it. Yeah, we can yeah. devour it all at once. But then, how much? You know, it's I don't know. There is just something. I think also gives you a week to think about the episode as opposed to just jumping exactly. to the next one, you, and then you you start you to forget what happened. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, we I saw love the weekly. Netflix. Yeah, I I love weekly stuff. So. I, I would love to see them do that. I Do I think they will? Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> if they were going to, this is the show they could do. Oh, yes, like they could make is. the exception yeah. for this, this show. This show, they could do 100%. it. And they could say, because it's the last season. And honestly, yeah. 
they'll be you're, like you're gonna have your complainers, but and honestly, the, the what nine they're still gonna watch percent, ninety eight percent are gonna be like, I don't give a shit. I just want to see it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Before we get out of here, uh, yes. let people know where they can find you. Let people know oh, where they yes. can find the Church of Tarantino podcast. Yeah, so you can find the Church of Tarantino podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, many places, you know, all your major podcasts. You can find me on my socials at Facebook is at Church of Tarantino. Instagram is at the Church of Tarantino. And Twitter is at the Church of QT Pod. Cool. I know. Three different ones. But they, <laughs> they don't. Tarantino doesn't fit. Like, I, I couldn't do the whole thing on Twitter. Oh, so it's like, you know, I was like, I really put myself into a bind. But that's where you can yeah. find me on those. And, and you'll be coming up in September. You will actually be yes. on what we call a Bible study for Inglorious Bastards. And you'll be doing another yeah. one for the Hateful Eight, which will be in November. So yes. many months. So as, as fall and winter start to come in, you'll yeah. jump. But also in three weeks or two weeks, depending on how when this runs, your wife, Sam, will be on the yes. first Friday in August. She will be doing Death Proof. And it was a really great episode. And she was really great on it. Hell yeah. So make sure you check that out. Again, if you're a Tarantino fan, this podcast is a must to listen to. Not just because that. my wife and myself are going to be on it, just because it's a wealth of knowledge. And it gives you all this fun tidbits that I, for me, I knew maybe a fraction of. So, and you know me, you know me guys, I love my fun facts and my behind the scenes shit. So if you love Tarantino again, this is, this is the podcast you got, you got to listen. So thank you again for joining me in this conversation, talking about stranger things. Truly appreciate you bringing me in. Oh dude, it was no problem at all. As always, if you are new to the podcast, Make sure you subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Make sure you follow us on social media at Metalcore Nerds. Go to metalcornerds.com where you can find our merch and all of our links all right there. And if you want to follow my personal ones, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Sean X Mott. Until next time, see you later, nerds. <laughs>